This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Future Talk podcast. Future Talk. This is Future Talk with Omnial Saleh and Hani Balkis. Happy Wednesday. Happy second favorite day of the week after or before Thursday because it is the one day where you're getting excited because it's almost the weekend. Hope you're all having a blessed afternoon and excited to find out the latest on what is happening in the tech world, in the UAE and all around the world. We've got a very packed show for them today, don't we? Yes, indeed. And we're talking about our good friend, the (laughs) richest man in the world, Mr. Jeffrey Bezos. Bezos. (laughs) Now, if you know the song... Uh, born in 1964, Jeffrey, <laughs> Jeffrey Bezos. Uh, man, I love that song. But, uh, you know, he's in for, I think he's a little bit over his head, he's to be honest. angry. Be- because uh, he has filed a lawsuit against NASA over moon landing contract now, believe it or not. A lot of people are against him, not because uh, he's on a lawsuit with uh, NASA, but because his rockets suck. Really? I know they are. They've been getting really bad PR they lately. They suck. Um, but what's interesting about it is that he's actually very angry that the slice of the cake that he was eyeing was basically going for someone else or is going for someone else. It, you you want to you want a tip who You'll, it's for? Let us know. His name starts with Elon Musk. <laughs> Your favorite person. Right? And yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I'm really excited to talk about that one. A lot of people have been, uh, you know, against uh, Jeff Bezos because of that. And, you know, they're saying you shouldn't be really mad because your uh, your rockets aren't that great, Mr. Jeffrey. (laughs) But in other news, we're also going to be talking about Google. And they're offering a lot of generosity this year because they're going to be giving out career certificates and scholarships for all those who are seeking jobs in the MENA region. What are they and how can you get yourself one? We're going to be giving you all those details in just a few moments. Yes. And for our apps all around the world segment, we're talking about YouTube and how it will show video chapters right in their search results so you know how sometimes you'll see like segmentation you know yeah. uh intro uh conclusion i like that yeah i mean it saves me a lot of time especially when i'm watching drama <laughs> mma accounts and they're saying uh person a uh says something about person b you don't want to hear that yeah it's like 15 <laughs> minutes and i'm like i just want to know the part where he says he's gonna he's, he's, he's better than him <laughs> right why do i have to look at you know all that other stuff Ah, I like, I always like Top of the Hours with you because you just, you link them to the weirdest topics sometimes. I mean, it's because it's actuality. We we don't talk about things that do not apply to our real world situations. It's everything real life. Yeah. um, Speaking of real life and paying your bills, we constantly use our credit cards. And now MasterCard have actually decided to put an end to a chapter that's been alive for quite some time. They're ending magnetic strips on cards. What does that mean? And what is the future of credit cards? Yes, I mean, we do know that they love that chip, like a SIM card on the card. And, uh, you know, uh, hopefully, I do believe, Omnia, also, Mm. uh, there's a story I want to tell you that maybe we'll give them tomorrow, Mm. you know, a little sneak peek on how to use the new future use of an ATM. Ooh. Right? (laughs) I like that one. (laughs) I love it, too, (laughs) because I always forget things. But uh, we're also going to be talking about, would you let a robot lawyer defend you? Now, we're talking about the app Do Not Pay and how it's described as the world's first robot lawyer. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you have a lawsuit, (laughs) or or maybe Jeffrey Bezos could use this lawyer, you know, attacking uh, NASA, you know, uh, and by the way, he's Mm. actually uh, filed a lawsuit before against the Pentagon. 
<clears throat> Do you know, know what the Pentagon the Pentagon is? It is the most secure fat facility in the world. I have nothing to say, honestly. I don't know what he's thinking with those lawsuits, but you know what they say, money talks. <laughs> Let us know which story are you most excited about. Our text lines are open for 215 Dort Slot or sign into our DMs at Pulse95 Radio. Keep Pulse95 locked. We'll be right back. Pulse95. Daily digital news. Bits and bytes connect our world. Three, two, <laughs> one, fight! Ladies and gentlemen. That was loud. Yeah, they are fighting today, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking about the battle of the billionaires. Uh, we're talking about Jeff Bezos and they Elon Musk. They should use that title. The Battle, Battle of, of the, the Billionaires. billionaires. <laughs> yeah, man. I wish I was a billionaire so I can battle them too. But, uh, you know, we just told you guys that Jeff Bezos' Blue Origin, which is like their space type of rockets that I they want to send. Honestly, it's like a space empire. Yeah, I mean, they're going crazy with it. And, mm-hmm. you know, uh, he's actually filed a lawsuit against NASA. For those who don't know, NASA is a government entity for the United States of America. And, you know, NASA is the first, you know, entity. It's the only non-commercial, non-tourism-centric space travel industry. Yeah, and and they're the first people to go on the moon. True. Right? And, you know, they're fighting because of a moon landing contract. Now, we do know that Elon Musk does own SpaceX, and they were actually awarded a $2.9 billion contract to develop the human landing system in April. Now, you're probably wondering, okay, what is Jeff Bezos mad about? Well, that contract was supposed to be for him. Yes, indeed. And that's exactly what made his blood boil, because... He wanted it, and he was very annoyed that basically his competitor was able to secure that contract. Now, this lawsuit does come weeks after the U.S. Government Accountability Office rejected Blue Origin's protest of NASA's decision to basically award this contract to Elon Musk and to his private company, SpaceX. His lawsuit is basically an attempt to remedy all the flaws in the acquisition process that's found in NASA's human landing system. That's according to the one and only Jeff Bezos. Mm -hmm. He believes that there are a lot of issues that have to be identified and that there needs to be some form of standard of fairness. They need to create healthy competition and ensure a safe return to the moon for America. And he believes that only Blue Origin is capable of doing that. Although, taking after all the headlines that Blue Origin has been doing, I don't think they're the safest option for us to be landing on the moon with. Yes, I mean, a lot of people, uh, you know, on various social media platforms, they were saying, anyways, his rockets suck. True. And, you know, they weren't actually up to date, so you shouldn't actually be so upset about it. Now, uh, for your information, the U.S. does plan to return to the moon by 2024 under the Artemis program. And, you know, it does aim to use the experience and lessons that were learned during the process to prepare, obviously, for a full-fledged crewed mission for Mars in 2030. Now, last month, Mr. Bezos, it looks obvious that he was kind of desperate (laughs) for this contract. And he wrote an open letter to NASA and he said, hey, I'll give you a discount, you know, of a small (laughs) amount of two billion dollars. Man. And, you know, he gave that discount because he wants to allow his company to build a moon lander. And, you know, Jeff Bezos has been very, uh, you know, adamant on saying Mm. that, hey, he wants to go to the moon. He wants to explore space tourism. But, you know, looking at his picture right now in the article, the only thing I could, you know, think about is when he got the news, right? You know, he's bald and, you know, he has he no facial hair. hair. 
He has no facial hair. And you know, the human body, once it gets a little bit angry, a little bit tense, they start to turn red. Right? So I'm just looking at this red tomato, billionaire red tomato, going crazy, saying, why? Why? You know, and he Why had, not me? Why not me? Right? And, you know, he's upset with Mr. Elon Musk, who was probably in South Africa. You know, uh, I don't know what he's doing in life, but I'm probably 100% sure he's more comfortable than Mr. Uh, Jeff Bezos. I definitely agree with you on that one. Um, I think what made him very angry is he felt like he gave them such a good price that... You know, why would you why would you leave it? Why would you go and pay Elon Musk nine million dirhams, nine million dollars more just to be able to secure a contract when he was giving them or just wanting two billion dollars? Now, he also did say that in comparison with all the different companies, the tourism companies, space tourism companies that went ahead and proposed to get this opportunity, SpaceX had the lowest price proposal um, and they had the highest ratings, according to him once again. Um, so he was actually pretty annoyed that he was not chosen. NASA also, according to him, concluded that the agency lacked the necessary funding to make more than one award. So. He's trying to kind of move all the, the fingers that are placed on him and his company away. Mm -hmm. Now, you know what they say, there is no price on peace of mind. So obviously NASA, they do want a peace of mind. They don't want Mr. Uh, uh, Jeff Bezos, you know, uh, messing things up, especially because, you know, uh, a lot of people are saying that Blue Origins rockets aren't as reliable as the others in the market. Mm -hmm. Now, just last year, NASA did award $579 million to Blue Origin in a contract. And, you know, so they have been doing business in the past and SpaceX yeah. actually was awarded a $253 million and $135 million contract as well for a couple of other things. So, you know, it's the battle of the billionaires, <laughs> uh, you know, again, so far, Mr. Jeff Bezos has lost the battle, but he hasn't lost the war. The war still goes on. We're going to see what Mr. Bezos has in mind for Elon Musk and for NASA. What I do suspect is that, you know, he's going to say, hey, we're not delivering <laughs> to uh, the headquarters of NASA anymore. Amazon's not delivering there anymore. But again, I mean, I, I genuinely think that NASA made the right choice. And obviously, I would be a little bit upset, too, if I was promised things. Mm. I'm, I'm not going to put all the, you know, criticism on Mr. How Jeffrey. Nice of you. <laughs> right. You know, I'd be upset if I kind of, you know, there was an open contract. We were talking, you know, I'm, I'm excited about price. it. Yeah. I'm happy about it. My team is getting ready to go for it. You're right. Mm. It's like. When you were a child and you were promised a to, trip to the candy store yeah, and then it was were, taken you, away. You were getting ready to go out with your family and everything. <laughs> and then, you know, your dad gets in a bad mood. He's like, no, we're not going out anymore. <laughs> and then, you know, you're all dressed up and you're ready. You combed your hair and you look in the mirror and you cry. You, you cry when you take off your clothes and you look at yourself in the mirror and the, the tears are rolling down. Is this a real life story? No, I'm just saying I'm 100 percent sure everyone oh, in the everyone. world has 100%. went through this. Right. So, you know, imagine that kid, Mr. Jeffrey Bezos. But instead, it's not a kid. It's a middle aged man with a hundred and something billion dollars in his bank account. Let us know. Are you sympathetic of what Jeff Bezos is going through? Or do you support Elon Musk? And do you support NASA's decision to give that contract to Elon Musk? Our, our text lines are open. 4215, do it to or sign into our DMs at Pulse95 Radio. Coming up on Future Talk, we're talking all about Google being a little bit generous and offering us some certificates and scholarships that will help a lot of job seekers right here in the MENA region. You're listening to Pulse95. Daily Digital News. Bits and Bytes Connect Our World.
your quick roundup of everything that is happening in the tech world, in the UAE, and all around the world. Today's topic is about Google because they have announced that they're going to be offering career certificates and scholarships for all those who are seeking jobs in the MENA region. Time after time, I feel like we've been talking about Google and all of their programs that they have launched, whether it was in coding languages, programming, even advancing your own skill set in marketing, digital marketing, you name it. They've always been offering free content, free courses for you to be able to advance yourself. And then you receive certificates from them that have helped many people actually get some of the best jobs in the MENA region. And this is just going to be yet another thing that they're doing. They're sponsoring over 7,000 scholarships for Google Career Certificates in the Middle East and North Africa. Yes. Now, again, we look at Google, how they're trying as much as possible to give back to the community and to give back to students. Now, we do know when uh, I talk about the job market, uh, I'm not very familiar how it's like in the MENA region, but I'll talk to you guys from an aspect of, you know, in the United States and North America. Now, in North America, mm-hmm. right, jobs are very hard to come by. A very An office job is very hard to come by. And, you know, most of the youth, they work retail, they work in malls, they True. work in shops. And, you know, they're trying to get that experience. Yeah, they're qualified. But the thing is, you know, people in America or companies in America, they try to they ask for things that are kind of over the top sometimes. Right. Mm. And, you know, as someone, a fresh graduate, they wouldn't get it that easily as and, you know, it's pretty pricey to get degrees, to get, you know, these certificates. But right here in the MENA region, Google is trying its best to keep us well-equipped and keep students well-equipped with four online certificates. Now, these actually do aim to support job readiness for people without actually prior experience in fields such as IT support, project management, UX design, and even data analytics. Now, we do know that the scholarships are being distributed with the help of local organizations including the Egyptian Banking Institution, as well as the University Center for Career Development in Egypt and Ahmed East in Lebanon. And, you know, there's a couple of more in the region. And when we're talking about right here in Dubai, mm-hmm. the actually, or the UAE, in Dubai is going to be the Dubai International Financial Center, or as we know it, DIFC. And good, believe it or not, the mm-hmm. Higher Techno- College of Technology right here in the UAE, which was well known as Taqniya. Yes. Right? So we're having, you know, there's there's one in, I think there's one in every emirate besides, you know what? I think there's one in every emirate. Yep, there is. And that's going to be amazing for all those students who are looking to enter the job market. But, you know, it's it's very hard for them because every time you enter the, you want to apply for a job, they always ask you, what are your years of experience? And if you don't have any, you have nothing to show. So this is going to be a great opportunity for you to be able to learn a few skills that may just help you land your dream job. Now, the Google Career Certificates are also available to all interested learners. So you may not necessarily be applying for a job just yet, still in university. You can still take the chance and complete all the low-cost, self-paced programs. There are different programs offered on Coursera, which is an official certificate that's going to be recognized by any employer that you apply to. There's also different IT support certificates that are available in Arabic as well. And this is going to help a lot of people kind of get ready for the future of jobs. Google is currently introducing five additional applied digital skill courses. We've always heard about the program Maharat Min Google. A lot of universities actually encourage students to be a part of it. I know the American University of Sharjah, the University of Sharjah, they all encourage students to apply for it. And they're actually going to be applying even more skills to help 
all their participants, all the students, start their resume. They're launching new projects such as use Google to get a new job and manage a project with digital tools very soon mm-hmm. this year. Yeah, I mean, again, when we're looking at, you know, the job market in general and, you know, unfortunately, but thankfully, mm-hmm. right? Uh, you know, jobs nowadays, they don't kind of constrict you only to an office desk. A lot of people yeah. that I know personally, right? Graphic designers, video editors, uh, you know, people in programming. I believe my cousin hasn't <laughs> went to work in like two years, right? That's honestly that I feel like that's the dream yeah. job. Ever since, you know, the pandemic, he's been assigned to work from home. He's a he's a programmer. And I'm like, bro, don't you get bored? He's like, it's basically the same thing. I just, you know, don't go to work anymore. I do it from the from my home. And if, you know, there's an office job, there's a meeting, they'll do it mm-hmm. off Zoom. Now, the point I'm trying to get across right here is that a lot of people are now freelancing. And, you know, when you have so many certificates, it's not just, hey, I have a certificate, but it's also experience being added to your personal resume and the more skills that you have developed to, you know, give and give and say, hey, I can do X, Y, Z. Would you like to use my services? So I believe Google giving back and, you know, is a great thing. And not only that, now, obviously, Google is giving this course to you. So let's say you do great. You're excelling. Mm -hmm. Google might say, hey. You actually might have potential here, kid. <laughs> Why don't you work for Google? We actually ha- hosted a guest. I'm trying. I'm trying to remember her name. Yeah. What was her name? I think uh, Zain Zain Al Masri, yes. who actually started out applying to all these different programs, and later on, a couple of years down the line, she landed her own job at Google. So yeah. No I, dream is too big. Yeah, I mean, well, who, which company would I want you that you actually took <laughs> courses from them? Because again, it's com- it's kind of like saying, hey, uh, you're. I know when, your market. I know I know what you're doing, and I've taught you how to do it. So why not? I mean, it's a great initiative, right? And again, Google has done this time and time again. It's not the first time we've seen it mm-hmm. being done. So. I think Google has a very, very great, you know, kind of, you know, approach to this. Correct? Absolutely. I mean, yeah. So uh, that's my two cents on it. I want to know your guys' thoughts. 4215, do the slots or on our Instagram at Pulse95Radio. Would you like to work for Google or would you like to get these career certificates? Our text lines are open. We're taking a short break. But when we come back, we got a lot in store for you guys. Apps all around. What's worth a click and download? This is possibly, probably, one of the most apps that kind of takes my time and a lot of people's time away. Not me. Not you? Not me. You don't spend time on YouTube? Not as not anymore, to be honest. But, uh, you know, a lot of people, just like you said, Omnia, and you're, you and yourself, uh, you spend a lot of time on YouTube and sometimes, uh, you know, there's a very clickbaity title. Right, mm-hmm. and the title's like, uh, let's say, I want something. Let me think about something very clickbaity, right? Clickbaity. Right. You can tell. You can mention MMA examples. Okay, it's MMA okay. example. <laughs> Habib Nurmagomedov fights Conor McGregor. Right. I'm out. Yeah. Right. And you know he said something about Conor, mm-hmm. and it's a drama YouTube channel, right? Why, MMA Connor, drama. Why? Right. So they want. So you come to click on it to watch. You know what Habib said. But it's a 15-minute video, and they're talking about other fighters, and they're doing all of that. And you're like, man, when am I going to listen to Habib saying stuff about him? But now, you won't have to go through that anymore because YouTube will show video chapters right in that search result. So as you put your cursor or if you're on your phone, your thumb is going to say, 
Minute one, Hani talking to Omnia. Minute two, Omnia yep. talking to Hani. Minute three, Habib wants to fight Conor McGregor. Right? I like how I'm so clueless about all these characters. Habib is a name. Yeah, I know Habib. No, I know him as a fighter because yeah. he broke the social media. Yes. Um, but everyone else, not really. Conor McGregor is his arch enemy. Oh. It's the okay. Irish versus the British. Uh, the, the Russian. Yes. Good to know. Good yes. to know. Um, but I, what I like about this is a lot of YouTubers actually were kind of adding these chapters, as you may say, on their videos long time before YouTube introduced it. But now YouTube is going to make it a lot easier for content creators as well as us viewers. They'll kind of create a segmentation for you, if you may say so. Now, instead of having to tap on the video to basically scroll through these chapters to find exactly that piece of information that you're looking for, that piece of drama that you want to watch, you'll be able to see all those chapters from the search option. So you can just basically navigate it, pick the one that you want to see more easily and click on it. They're also going to be adding a very cool feature. You know, we usually see with documentaries at least that... Skip intro. No, apart from the skip intro, that's not uh. <laughs> Apart from that, sometimes you'll see like a snippet, you know, a trailer, a quick trailer of the movie. They're going to be doing that to a lot of YouTube videos. So they're going to be adding video previews so that you can just basically see a short clip of the video, kind of the highlights of it before you even tap on it. Personally, on mobile phones, I feel like I've been seeing this update for a very long yes. time now. Um, but some people have not gotten it yet. And now everyone will be getting it very soon. Yeah, I mean, uh, again, uh, it's very important because, you know, time is money, right? And, you know, there's actually another change that we're going to talk about, which is how it's designed to actually help people find the videos if mm. there isn't any content about what they're looking for in their local language. Yeah. So, you know, let's say uh, Arabic, for example. Now, if that's the case, YouTube yeah. will show videos with automatically translated captions, titles, and even descriptions in those search results. Now, the videos that actually uh, show up in this case are in English to start, but the company does plan to expand this to more languages in the future. And, you know, to even further help people find the information on YouTube, the company is experimenting with adding website links and even other formats from Google search to YouTube search results. And, you know, this experiment is actually only available on mobile in India and Indonesia. Now, believe it or not, you know, we see a lot of tech companies or, you know, websites or social media apps, you know, they test their things in India, mm. right? You know why? Why? Because there's so many, mashallah, you know, I think their population, uh, their is, population one the is like 1 billion, 1.2 billion. Yep. Right. So, you know, what, what the biggest, you know, and they're very creative. I think they're the biggest population. Mm, I'm going to Google. I think, I think that. it's either that or China. Right? I think China, in my opinion, Biggest I feel like China population. would be first and they would be second. But you're totally right. And they're very creative in their videos. I mean, when TikTok first started out. Oh, it's China. Oh, it's China. But yeah. you know, you know, they're they're off by just a little bit. Of course. Right. So China is 1.397 mm. billion. Yeah. India is 1.339. Whoa. So like a four, 400 million difference. No, wait, 40 million difference. Wow. That 40? is... Six, 60 million, six, 50 something, man. But there's a difference, right? And very you, small one, though. You know, in the bigger I, picture. Yeah, very. But but you know, I I think that these social media apps would be testing in China if there wasn't so many restrictions. True. 
right? But the Indian population is very active and they're very big on social media. And I'll say this, I said this a lot of times and I'll say it again, right? TikTok's explosion of being so popular was because of Indian creators. True. And we've seen it time after time. Kind of apps kind of explode in India and then a lot of the world gets to know about it, starts using it, and that's how it grows uh, in popularity. Let us know what are your thoughts and are you excited for all these new updates that yeah, YouTube is I'm jumping is in my chair right now. <laughs> I'm excited about... Chapters. <laughs> Shorts. Timelines. The translation feature is so cool because because Instagram a couple I think a couple of weeks ago they introduced yes, yes, the feature yes, the where stories. yeah it translates stories automatically for you and that made influencers kind of explode or their popularity explode even more because now even if you watch someone who is foreign you'll understand what it is that they're saying or even they're typing what do you mean typing? if they type something on the, oh yes, yes you'll be able to you can see, see exactly. the translation. How, what, what are they saying? Yeah, I mean, again, uh, social media is a very, very, very vast and wide, you know, platform. So uh, it's very, very good to cater to all types of languages and forms, you know, language across is the no platform. Language no longer a barrier. Yeah. Yeah. The only language that I know is food because I'm hungry. I thought you were going to say music because coming up, we're going to be playing Come Over by Georgia. Can Smith. I eat music? I cannot. You're, You're listening, listening to Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Check this out. Check this out. Pulse 95. Is this thing on? Hello? Oh, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We're here on Pulse 95. <laughs> no, I'm joking. But uh, you know what's not joking? MasterCard. Because, uh, you know, they want to end things for some reason. Hopefully, they'll end debt inter- you know, worldwide <laughs> and everyone can live a happy life. But, uh, you know, they want to end uh, the magnetic strip on credit cards or debit cards. Now... MasterCard is is to stop issuing cards with a magnetic strip. Now, we always know the swipe, you know? Mm. Swipe it, swipe it, swipe it. That was actually the (laughs) slogan back in the the 90s and 80s to get people to buy stuff, right? But, you know, by 2033... Now I I feel like it's just tap. Yeah, just tap Tap to pay. Tap it (laughs) everywhere. Tap to pay. You know, tap your bank account away. But, you know, by 2033, none of its debit cards or even credit cards will have a strip. And, you know, many many banks in many regions, including Europe, will be able to issue the stripless cards from 2024. That is so soon. It's, it's better. I don't I haven't I don't remember the time I swiped anyways or even stuck my uh, credit card or, or debit card into Inside a machine. The machine yeah. Just pay. Boss Apple Pay. <laughs> Boss Pay. Everywhere, man. Apple Pay. I love it, though, because it makes things so much easier and so much faster. Yeah. And I think I have Monopoly money. <laughs> Right, you know, I was thinking about that the other day, Omnia. What were you thinking right? about? Right, you know, I was, I really, if anyone is like an economical scientist or something, okay, right, please, or in the banking sector, yeah, please do DM us or DM me personally because I was, I stayed up all night in my brain thinking about this. What? Right. So I don't take out cash. Same. Right? All my 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 money is in the bank. Mm. Right. So is this money digital? Right? Is it digital money? Right? It's because Or it's, is it physical is it, money? Is it in physical? A... <laughs> right? Because I don't I don't take out cash. So is this just a number in my bank account? Like where is the physicality of the money? I right? think I personally feel like it's physical. Cause if you come to get it out you can no, get it out yeah but, but, yeah true but like it's it's there. That it, is but, such a deep question. But, but like for example, Omnia, right? Yeah. I, you have an item that I want to buy, yeah. right? And I and I say, hey, I'll wire you a hundred thousand dirhams, mm. and I wire it to you. It's in your bank is account. Is it physically? Is transferred? it physically being transferred, or is it going through a wire? 
right? Which is electronically or digitally. I think digitally. electronically because but, let's say an ATM machine runs out of cash, you can't get yeah, your I'm, amount from the from the machine. Yeah, I understand that point. Uh, what I'm trying to understand is that how are transactions being done in nowadays, right? Like, when's the last time you you used money? Like oh, cash. Oh, some places still. I don't do. use cash. I use I use all my Apple Pay or credit card or whatever. True. So how is that being done, right? So when does the bank say, hey, we need to produce more money? More, more digital physical money. money. <laughs> physical money, right? Like, where's my money? It's in the bank, but it's like, but I don't know. I, spend up, I spent all night thinking about it. And every time I would Google search it, it would like, you can just go to the bank and take I know I can take out my money from the bank. It's there, but, but is it what is, actually there? How is it there? stored? Yeah, how is, how it, is stored? it stored? Right? Because, you know, we all get our salaries. You know, it's, it's all going directly to our bank accounts. Yeah. Right? But I mean, does let's say for example you have a bank with uh, Sharjah Islamic Bank, yeah, and your other bank is let's say SBC. Mm. Does someone go over to the bank and said, "Hey, give me the money for Hani's salary. We need to go." Does that actually? It doesn't of course happen. Not. Exactly. So how is it actually? It's not physical money. It's digital money. Everything is digital. So why can't they just add an extra couple of zeros? Because it's not—they're not losing because anything. Because if someone—if someone decides to get that money out in cash, so, so why do people rob banks? It's—it's oh it's things that I ask myself at night before I go to sleep. I think you need the sleeping pill and to just sleep. No, no, no. I mean, it's—it's—it's—it's it's, it's, it's a true question. It's true, right? It's true. Maybe that's why I failed the counting. But ladies and gentlemen, I need to know you. I, you guys need to message us and let me know because. I probably got to think about this tonight again. Again? Right. Especially because we just talked about but, but, it and we talked it may, about magnetic strips it, it, going. It's, it's, it's mind-blowing, isn't it? It is mind-blowing. Right? But I, I honestly feel like it's it's kind See, of simple. Yeah. But when you think about it a bit too deep, it's it gets your mind like... Right? Because, you know, like, governments print money. Yeah, they print money. Right? But what if we don't use that money? And that's actually what's going to be happening soon Boom, enough. Bang, you're bang. not going to find a digital current, like a like a physical currency. Yeah, or there's a, no going to be no more tender, no. physical tender. Exactly. Right? It's just going to be all digital. Let us know. But you maybe know, that's why they said they're removing the strip because we don't need it. I think they they're removing the strips because the strips have lived a very long life. They actually chicken the, strips. The, <laughs> the magnetic strips began. Now you're making me hungry. Um, they began their life back in the 1960s, and it was actually an IBM project to create identity cards for their CIA staff. And that's how it first started out. Someone named Forrest Perry, which is actually one of the engineers working at IBM, he had the idea of sticking all the information encoded on a strip of magnetic tape on that plastic card that we now call our debit card, our credit card. And that was how a lot of people decided to start paying with these cards. Now, in the pandemic, we've seen so many countries, including the UAE, kind of heavily depend on contactless payments. I will never forget. I remember once entering the grocery store and for some reason I wanted to pay in cash and they literally did not have any. Oh, I remember I wanted to pay in cash because I wanted uh, change to mm -hmm. give idea. Yeah. And they had absolutely no cash. They're like, ma'am. No Everyone one uses. Digitalizes now. <laughs> True. I was still in the old school times. Right. Um, but no one had cash because they're like in the UAE. Ever since COVID started, a lot of people have started, you know, just paying contactless with their cards because it's a lot safer, and no one pays with cash anymore. But I'm excited for a time where we don't even have cards altogether. We just pay using biometrics. We're looking at palm scanners and, you know, Amazon cashier, cashierless stores. Yeah, which everyone didn't like because no they're stealing my identity. Yep. 
Yep. But we have iris scanners. We have uh, finger scanners. Why don't we think of that? Stealing our identity. I think we just got used to it. Because, you know, the trusted sources use these iris scanners. Airports. True. Right? But don't you pay on your... Don't you pay sometimes your bill with your face? No. Biometrics. I've, never, you... I've never paid with my face. Really? Never. That's weird. Charge at Islamic Bank when I come to pay, let's say my Siwa bill, it, it'll I'll open the app. Face ID. Yeah, Face that, ID. Fa- face ID is being used through your Apple phone. Yeah, but on the app. They don't have the they don't have the credentials. They don't have it. They don't take it. No, no, no. I don't mean to pay with the card. Like I open yes, my yes, bank yes. app it's and instead ID of comes up, yeah. entering my Passcode. pin number, the pin my card's pin number, yeah. I just pay. It's being my... du- so it's stored here. Like even if I download any app, like I can do it for WhatsApp. Mm. Right? Oh, I know that one. I so, get you. So, so yeah. it's being stored on the phone itself. True. Yeah. The phone itself gives that Saves acceptance. It. it says that hey, uh, it's secure. Interesting. It's like the fingerprint. It's yeah. not, they don't actually have it. True. It's the iPhone. <laughs> Four two one five. Do a slot or on Instagram at Pulse ninety five radio. We're taking a short break, but when we come back, we're talking about the question of the day. Would you let someone or a robot lawyer take care of your lawsuit? 4215 doing <laughs> slot, taking a short break, and we're gonna be right back. This is Pulse 95. Daily digital news. Bits and bytes connect our world. Today's question of the day Would you let. My honor, he is innocent. <laughs> Would you please come to the stand? You took the role immediately. Did you or did you not steal the cookies from the cookie jar? <laughs> Oh, I always do. Um, The question of the day is, just like you heard from Hani or Robot Hani, would you let a robot lawyer defend you? I'm wondering, are they as good at lying as some lawyers are? I don't. I. I pro- they probably are. They probably can because they have no emotions. Mm, so true. they're probably like they can lie to your face and you wouldn't even know. Now, uh, you know, we're seeing how AI and art and artificial intelligence in general is, you know, excelling in various ways. You know, just this week we we're talking about AI being used in, you know, detecting uh, breast cancer in early stages. But now we're looking at it even being used in a court a courtroom. Yep. And you know. This actually could be your next lawyer, a robot. And, you know, a lot of people are saying it does sound very far-fetched. And I personally don't think it's going to happen to any serious case. Probably like a parking fine or something. Because, mm. you know, you can actually, if, if a speeding ticket is issued and uh, I'm talking about America and it's issued in, in the United States. Yeah. Right. You can say, hey, I don't, I, I, that's wrong. Uh, mm. You can, you can uh, you know, fight for it. Maybe oh, you can by have By the way, it. even right here in the UAE, if you think that you were mistakenly given a parking ticket. You can provide the evidence and it, you won't pay for it. Yeah. Now, you know, it does help, you know, users draft legal letters and you can even tell its chatbot what's your problem. It's all in one app, though. Yeah. Which is do not pay. Do not pay. Do not pay. Do you want to pay? Do not pay for your fines. <laughs> and, you know, you can actually tell the chatbot what's your problem. And you can be, for example, appealing against a parking fine, just like I said. And it actually suggests what it thinks is the best legal language to use. So you basically kind of have, you know, what they say in Arabic, mustashar. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, which is PA. translated to, you know, someone, a personal, you know, uh, what's it called? Uh, advice. Yeah, or advisor. Advisor. Now, what's interesting about this is it's all going to be in the palm of your hands. You're not going to have to go and ask for a robot lawyer. Lawyer. All you'll have to do is download the app, Do Not Pay. Many tech giants have been describing it as the world's first robot lawyer and when it comes to legal language things can get very complex sometimes very messy and that's exactly why a 24 year old 
tech enthusiast has decided to create this company and to create this little bit of a chatbot so that he can help out people who want to apply for lawsuits but don't want to don't want to necessarily pay an arm and a leg for that lawyer to help them with their lawsuit. Yeah. Um, looking back at his story and why he decided to create this chatbot, he was a teenager living in London. He was a horrible driver. London boy. <laughs> He says, and he got a lot of expensive parking tickets. He was only in secondary school. He could not afford to fight for his rights. And that's exactly why he decided to immerse himself in lots of research to create one of the best ways to fight for these parking tickets. Because he says, if you know the right things to say, you can save yourself a lot of time and a lot of money. Mm -hmm. That couldn't be more true. So rather than just copying and pasting the same documents every single time, the chatbot in the application Do Not Pay can basically be the perfect job for the software. He'll be able to draft for you any legal letter in no time. And a lot of people have actually been paying on the app, signing up for it. They have about 150,000 paying subscribers. And a lot of people have actually been pretty impressed with their legal advice. I'm pretty impressed. You know, I never thought that one day I would take an advice from a robot or chatbot and it would be a lawyer. You know, uh, parking fines are a big issue. Uh, and a lot of people say that, you know, they don't deserve it. But, you know, now you might not have to go through that hassle anymore because a robot lawyer will take it care of you. But you know what else is taking care of you? The halftime show. The only place to be at three with the man himself, Omar Ed-Duri, commencing in T-minus five minutes. I mean, I wonder if Omar is going to tell us what he has on the show for us. I wonder. I think you know, he might just. He might just. You know, I think if I say quick abracadabra, reset, he might just. Oh, there it is. I said reset and he appeared. Subhanallah. You know how we do things. Right. <laughs> you know? See, I, I you know I said the magic word. It's like the genie in the lamp thing. You're a lot what's it called? I think the magic word is reset. Reset. I said yeah. I said reset. Say it you know, three times, you never know what might happen. Reset, reset, reset. <laughs> there I'm gonna do it. Bang. The only place to be at three with the man himself. You find the whole team in here, man. You know what? That's the thing. When you wish for reset, man, a lot of things happen, you know. I'm yeah, telling I you like your truth. hat one you like it. because like you're it. number one in my heart. Omnia, Omnia is every, about to throw up. Every <laughs> the romance that we have, bro, yeah, I don't think everyone gets it. single show, yeah. man. I don't think everyone gets it. Uh, but I'm happy. We but spend, tell, tell us what's on the show. All right, so we're, we're at show episode 297, almost at 300. And we are talking about so many different things in the health and fitness world mm-hmm. with mental health, with also um, whether YouTubers and boxers should be fighting professionally is it dangerous is this oh oh the uh, round of applause i like this because i'm actually pretty annoyed at how we just copy what other what other people do i don't feel like it should be happening yeah i mean i got to attend that recently here in the uae but but i'm sorry to attend mm-hmm. you, but don't you think that it reignited boxing how so because there is for a good amount of time boxing kind of you know calmed down a little bit you know the mma community was taking up the combat sport industry and now boxing has come up a little bit. I mean, it's bringing a different crowd, it's bringing attention mm. to it. But I mean, when you step into the ring, you know, it's it's no joke. So yeah. I have respect for the people that do step in the ring. But I also feel that when it comes down to YouTubers fighting professionally, it's a dangerous world out there. 100% with you, Amr. I mean, I would love to engage with you on it. But uh, again... <laughs> Omni, yeah? Can you see Omnia's face? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because, again, I feel like regardless of it's of harmful or not, they know what they're signing up for. But I feel like it's kind of put a spotlight on boxing one more time. You know, I feel like 
because a lot of you know big. We only watch. I only watch big fights, right? right. Anthony Joshua. You know, uh, what was the it. name of the guy you mentioned? It Connor. Connor McGregor is an MMA See? fighter. Now yeah. I know one more name. Well, you know what? Mike Tyson says something very wise. Everyone has a plan until you get punched in the face. So punched in the nose. In, in, in the nose. Oh, punched in the yeah, nose. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, 4215, do it slide. <laughs> or on Instagram at Pulse95 Radio. We're going over time. We need to get out of here and open the airwaves for the man himself, Amador. The only place to be at three. Keep Pulse95 locked because we're going to be right back. This is Pulse95. Tune in live every weekday from 2 p.m.